Did you did you hear that shit about like what they were they offered some sort of like vegan option? Yeah. And people got mad at it because like, why are you placating to the woke agenda or some bullshit like that? Oh, it's like bro, it's just them being considerate. But, Shut up, but, bruh. They, they, there are people that don't eat meat. I don't. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Sorry. That, that's a thing. That's crazy. Yeah, people are fucking dumb, man. People are really fucking dumb. Did you guys ever try that Impossible Burger from uh, Burger King? Uh, the Impossible Whopper or whatever? Yeah. Kayla really liked it for like a real hot minute, but I am not a gigantic fan of the Whopper with everything on it. I just... I feel that. Very messy. Yeah, and, and the thing is, it's like I feel like to, in order to get that authentic experience, you have to have everything on it. So like yeah. for me, I was like, eh, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, whatever. But um, I have had the the burgers at Slutty Vegan, and they do it with the Impossible Meat, and mm. that's just pretty. I mean, it's pretty solid little burger. I've never been there. Madison really liked it. Yeah, really Kayla. Good. Kayla's a big fan. Uh, I personally don't think that it tastes exactly like a burger. I think it tastes closer to like. I don't. Well, it, it's not that it doesn't taste like a burger. It has like this weird mm-hmm. thing where it kind of has flavor of a burger, but it's not like it tastes like a burger. It's almost like it, like an imitation. And like I know that's a fucking stupid thing to say, considering you know it's imitation meat. But like, yeah, I, it doesn't taste right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Who do you think? Who do you guys think has the best chicken sandwich? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know. That, <laughs> that's, I, I feel like that's such a loaded question because if you say if you say something other than like Chick Fil A, mm. some people are gonna get real fucking butt hurt, and then if you say <laughs> Uh, like, I don't know, like fucking some place that's not really known for their chicken, right? Yeah. Like, people are going to get real butthurt. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be real. I fucking hate Chick-fil-A. Really? Yeah. I used I, to fuck with Chick-fil-A super hard. Their biscuits, I think, their chicken biscuits specifically, pretty pretty good. Not, not, not going to lie. I, li- I, I like the chicken it, biscuits. But I don't think... I don't think Chick-fil-A has ever been anywhere near as good as everybody, like, hypes it up to be. It's not that great. It's okay. Dude, I'm gonna, you, yeah. You, I'm going to be you, real. Like, Zaxby's is better to me. Uh, I hate to say it. Okay. I know. It, I know. I know. I know. I can agree with My that. hot take is that Zaxby's is not very good. <laughs> yep. I, dude, okay. So let me say this. We have one that literally just got built right next to our house. Brand fucking new. And right yeah. now, it's, it's bomb. Dang. Now, give me a couple give months, a couple weeks. and I'll come back to you. But... Down in Oakwood now, there is Huey Magoo's, and that chicken yes, fucking slaps. I ate Huey Magoo's four times last week in a Jesus row. Jesus fucking <laughs> Christ. So I'm good. telling you, it is so good. They're lemon pepper so chicken tenders. I swear, for being like a place that's almost fast food-like, almost, because I say that because it, it's drive through you have to call ahead to go through it essentially 
but really it's yes That's it's stupid. super super like buttery and crispy at the same time yeah. and their fries are so fucking good dude just packed yeah, with flavor and this is uh, you said huey magoos yes interesting it is so good dude it is this shit's mm. very tasty i was very unexpected I might have to check that out. Yeah, it's uh, Oakwood right across from uh, Linear Federal Credit Union. Okay, I I think I know. In front of a Golden Buddha, I think. Is that it? Or is it in front of Walmart? Right across the street from the the Publix in Dekula. Dakula. 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 I live near Dakula. Technically, I think our address is inside the Dekula city limits, I think. In October, we call it Dracula because you know Dracula. Old, old daddy, old daddy Drac. Isn't there a shooting in Dracula the other? No, that was Meadow Creek. Meadow Creek High School had a shooting the other day. I mean, just which doesn't wake up and there is going to be one. High School. (laughs) You're you're not wrong. Oh. Oh Lord. I remember when I was in high school, Meadow Creek had like bomb threats and fucking all kinds of death threats all the fucking time. I swear to God, that school went into lockdown once a week. Jesus. Yeah. Meadow Creek is crazy. Meadow Creek. Now, where exactly is that? I have no idea. I just know it's in Gwinnett County. Okay. Good. I'm, gl- I'm glad that we cleared that issue up. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> no problem, G. Uh, where did all of my cards go? Oh, okay. Holy shit. Picked up my phone, and my phone didn't have any cards in the back of it. It freaked me out. Like, oh, I understand. I, I got one. I have, like, the shit on the back of my phone that keeps, like, all my cards and, like, my IDs. Yeah, yeah. It's more convenient. I straight up thought you were talking about fucking Yu-Gi-Oh cards for a second. I was like, <laughs> god damn, Austin. You know I keep that thing on me. Got you, uh, got you what they call an addiction. Hello everyone! Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to Hunting Pixels, the one and only official spooky podcast of Culture Bop. That's right. It is, uh, well, it's the end of October. So you know what that means. All the spooky boils and ghouls are out and about in abundance, which means we got to talk some spooky shit here on the show. So what better a way to do that than to offer it up as our Patreon topic of the month. So that will be what we uh, what we're going to discuss today. Um, alongside that, of course, I'm going to have some uh, horror movies that I'm going to get through. Uh, you know, we got some some video games that we're going to talk about, and uh, just just a whole bunch of of real good spooky times. So. All of that said, I am, of course, your host, the one and only Bebop Man, Josh McMullen. 
and I am joined as almost always by two hosts of some sort of co-kind. They are Dylan Pokemon Professor Martin and Austin. Mm, I don't know if I want to say that. I feel like that's going to get me put on a list somewhere. Go ahead. It's not you. It's him. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> Low punny simp right. Stevens. <laughs> Is that because of the TikTok I sent you the other day? Uh, uh, I, 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 sent I didn't. Both of you. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't write this. Dylan wrote it, but fuck you for sending that to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Whoa. fucking bastard. <laughs> I opened up my TikTok and was like, what the fuck is this? I was so fucking angry. I was like, someone is going to see this on my phone and be like, oh, jo- Josh is into some fucking Pokemon porn. <laughs> nope. Not me. Not me, G. That's my fucking yeah. stupid ass co-host. He's my the shit one that might likes- be repetitive, but at least mine are funny. <laughs> I just send Josh stuff with Hasbula. <laughs> Who? What? That little kid who's always reacting oh, the same way. <laughs> okay. I had no clue what his name was. I've only ever seen, like, I've seen those videos, right? Yeah. And so I was like, the fuck are you talking about? Are you talking about Hezbollah? Like, like the terrorist organization? <laughs> like, uh, sure. Oh, man. What a fucking wild, wild show we are starting off with. Well, we said yeah. scary. Nothing scarier than terrorists. That's true, especially Pokemon terrorists like Austin. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Think about how easily Pokemon can be used for terrorism. So I am actually glad you went with terrorism there. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. He was like, you well, were we all definitely going to say something else. Oh, what did you oh. watch this week, Josh? <laughs> uh, I was actually going to say the one you sent me the other day where he was like, um, when I'm just repairing a gin and I hear this sound or whatever, <laughs> and it was like Michael Myers like tearing up yeah. or whatever. I was like, oh, that's that's 100% accurate. <laughs> Dude, I oh, saw man. that and I cried laughing, man. I was like, Josh will appreciate this. Yes. Oh, it was wonderful. I, I laughed very hard. At that. <sighs> but, well, anyway, uh, yeah, so I watched a whole bunch of horror movies over the past week, and um, one of them was uh, two nights ago, I think. Uh, it's called Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. And so I when I made my list, I, I did this last year, and I did this um, this year. So what I did was I made a list of movies until Halloween Day that I had never seen before. Um, so every movie on my list, except for on Halloween Day, was a movie that I had never seen before. Except for this one. This was a movie that I uh, remember watching back on TBS, I think, back in like... When I was like, I don't know, a less than ten year old, like it was. I mean, I, I had to have been tiny, tiny. But um, this was a movie that would come on every now and then uh, during Halloween season on TBS, and 
it was something that I just so happened to have watched and remembered really fondly. And um, I was like, well, I need to go through this as an adult and see if it holds up. And I maintain the same exact uh, sort of ideas and thoughts on this movie that I did when I was younger. Uh, I think that this is one of the best TV movies ever made. Like, one of the best made-for-TV movies ever made. Um, the cast in this is really, really good. Uh, like, kind of surprisingly so. I was, I was honestly kind of like shocked when I went back and looked at the performances. Some of it is a little on the more like cartoonish side. It's really like almost, I don't want to say campy, but it's, 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 it's low budget acting. I should say that, that, that would probably be the best way to, to phrase it. Um, and like that aside, I think that the acting is really really good um there are some genuinely like i don't want to say spooky but there's some genuinely very interesting um like suspense moments in it that like again it like i think you in i think it came out in 81 it might have been 80 but when you were making a movie like this in the 70s um and, and early 80s, like, you could not get away with much of anything on television. It just that, like, there was a no-go. And I was kind of surprised with some of the sequences in this. They were really violent, and there was one, there was one, like, um, how do I want to describe it? There was this one cut that was very, very uh, darkly humorous. Like I laughed out loud. Uh, but I was like, they can't fucking do this for TV. (laughs) Like not in this era. Um, and it was, I don't know. It was, it was really great. Um, that said, I do think that there are a lot of aspects of this that have not aged. Well, part of the acting being one of them, but also there's a, um, a boy in this who, well, the the main crux of the story is that there is a a older man, um, probably somewhere in his late twenties, early thirties, who has a severe mental um, a delay. I guess would be the best way to describe it, and uh, he is. At the very beginning of the movie, he's hanging out with this little girl. They're very good friends. Uh, it's almost it's almost kind of like a, if you go back and watch like the original Frankenstein movie from the forties. Um, it's it really kind of mirrors that scene where it's like this this gentle giant playing with this child who's also like very gentle, but like instead of like a monster who's been cr- recreated from a lab, it's just a guy who has something really wrong with him and the townspeople don't like this guy. It's really, really awful. But like near the beginning of the movie, one of the, uh, the main antagonists is like, 
this kid is a he's a he's a blight on our community and it's like but but why though because he's like mentally stunted like because he doesn't process things the way that you do like what what makes him such a bad fit get bad guy or whatever and um so the little girl kind of gets the the two of them in trouble by going into a yard that she's not supposed to go into and she gets attacked by a dog and because she gets attacked by the dog uh the townspeople immediately go after the the man and are like oh he did this to her it's obvious he did this to her type thing um and it turns out that the little girl didn't get hurt and actually he was the reason that she even survived in the first place like he saved her life uh but they don't know that and they end up killing the the man and then spooky shit starts happening um anyway the the point the point i was trying to get to is that like um that hasn't aged particularly well uh, especially knowing that the actor who portrayed the, uh, very slow person, um, was not suffering from that affliction. Uh, and, and like, I, I, I think it's hard to maybe parse how you would do that. Cause I'm not sure that like, like, I, I, I don't know that. It's something that we would have to have a conversation about, about whether or not, like, you know, we can take advantage of those people by, like, having them act. And, and when I say take advantage of, it's, it's like a, because they don't necessarily know these things, so it would be, like, exploitation, I feel like. Um, anyway, the, the point being, that, I'm sure, will upset some people. Uh, I think that uh, the the kind of mean spirit with which they go after this man does not, I mean, I, I know that like you could be like, well, that's how it is in real life today. And like, yeah, you're, you're right. But also that doesn't make it not kind of weird and gross. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I do think that the low budget, like the low TV budget does end up hurting it a little bit. And it has some problems with kind of pacing. Like there's, there's a, a kind of like slow ramp up. And then you think that it's about to like really, really pick up and, and like just go flying almost off the rails. And then it just jolts to a stop. And it's, very strange that it does that and then it uh like picks back up immediately where it had kind of like left off with its momentum and it's just kind of like oh huh i don't know uh i i think with all that said i still really really like it and i really i do maintain that it's it's one of the best made for television movies i've ever seen um i really enjoyed it Hell yeah. Yeah. Austin, did you really do nothing? Yeah, I really did not do anything new or significant. You haven't read nope. Chainsaw Man for the fourth time? 
Uh, no, actually, surprisingly. Uh, Not yet. Not yet. Nothing substantial going on with Yu-Gi-Oh? No, not yet. <laughs> I don't, I straight up have, I mean, I, I, I'm going to Savannah this weekend. That's cool. That's, that's all I got for you, though. What are you doing in Savannah? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing planned. No, so my, uh, uh, one of my best friends, Johnny, who has been on the show before, uh, he is going to be proposing to his girlfriend this weekend, and his girlfriend and Madison are very good friends. So he wanted to surprise her by having us also come to Savannah. She just doesn't know. Um, his uncle owns a condo like 10 or 20 minutes outside of Savannah. So, I mean, we get to stay in Savannah for free. Don't have to pay a fucking dime. So I was like, fuck yeah, we'll go. I uh, don't know quite. I mean, he doesn't even have a plan for this. I've been texting him, and he was like, no, I'm just going to wing it. I'm just going to do it when it feels right. All right, G. You do you, bro. But other than that, I don't know. I That's crazy to me. Like, I remember when I proposed to Madison, I had this big, whole, elaborate thing planned that all kind of went to shit at the last minute. And so I kind of just had to figure it out. But I can't imagine the stress of going to do that and not know how you're going to do it. This sounds crazy. How'd you do it? You went skydiving or something? <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, no, we, uh, you know the Buford corn maze? Yes. Yeah, that was our first date, like, ever. <laughs> so oh, that's okay. Where we went. Okay. I straight up thought that you were going to be like, yeah, we just went there and did, like, there was no, like, backstory to it. And I was going to be like, no, Austin, no, man. That was Austin. Our, <laughs> no, that was, a, I thought it would be fun because that was our, like, very first date. And one of my buddies at the time was uh, uh, fucking one of the head managers, employees there. So she let me kind of come in there and do whatever I wanted to set everything up. I did it in, like, the little tower, like, in the cornfield. It was cute. I had, jo I had Josie a custom shirt made. It was awesome. So That's I couldn't cute. imagine not being, like, not being planned for that. Because I was stressing about that. Like, I know she wasn't going to fucking say no. We already had, well, I mean, I guess she could have. She really fucking <laughs> wanted to. <laughs> but I didn't feel like she was going to. So, like, I wasn't super stressed about that. I was just, I think the biggest part for me was just trying to make sure she didn't find out what the fuck we were doing. Because it's kind of, it was kind of a dead giveaway when I was like, yeah, we're going to go to the corn maze and like 12 of my friends are going to also be there, but for completely unrelated reasons. I wonder what it's like to be the manager of a corn maze. <laughs> Apparently a boring job. <sighs> Boy, you know, I want that on my resume. <laughs> I'm excited to go to Savannah though and see all the spooky shit. I don't know that I believe in that kind of stuff because I don't really believe in spirits or an afterlife. So... We'll see. Well, you believe in corn mazes, so find one of those. <laughs> I'm sure there's one down there. Probably. Lord. Well, since he has nothing, uh, Dylan, you, you you surprisingly have stuff. It's a shocker, right? Yeah. Good job. Um, proud of you. Thanks. Pr proud of you, buddy. Yeah, it's it. One is an anime, so this isn't anything Ooh. special or anything. Because I think I've talked about it before, but. Um, Bleach was, I'm not good. No, it's not like one of my first animes for sure, because that's a fucking lie. But <laughs> it's one of the first ones that I got super just enamored with, I guess, uh, at least for a while, up until like the fourth season. 
I think, is when I, I fell off, and that's not because I didn't bad. like it anymore. It's because that's all the, the box set that I had. <laughs> I didn't have anything that came after that. Um, but I adored it, but now that I think they restarted it or something, or they're going to finish it up. I saw something brand new on Hulu. I don't know what it is. Yeah, they're um, finishing up, or they're they're doing the last uh, story last arc from arc, the manga. Right? Yeah. The thousand year is it the thousand year blood war or something? Yeah, yeah something like that. Okay, thousand year war, thousand year blood war, something like that. Okay, Some so I saw that and I'm like, well, now that it's wrapping up, I want to finish it. And then Sabrina has never seen it, so she she likes that kind of anime. Um, so Shonen? we, mm, yeah, just kind of dude anything really. Like she's down to give it a shot, but especially if it's action oriented, then then she's into it. Like Attack on Titans are number one anime. Okay. Um, but she started watching it with me too, and we're not too deep. Like we're we're double digits, but I forget where we're at. Um, but she's loving it, and then I'm just loving going back and rewatching it. It still holds up. Um, hopefully, I can stick with it because like Demon Slayer, I never could finish just because I lost interest. But it's like this is Bleach, and now I have someone to take along for the ride. Like. Mm-hmm. And especially, like, when it starts to actually get good and all this, you know, tutorial shit's out of the way. <laughs> like, when it starts to really open up, like, that's what I'm excited for. Because she's going to fall in love with, like, all the characters and the captains and the lieutenants and stuff like that. Like, so, I'm excited. But, yeah, that's... I'm I'm shocked that I actually committed because I told Austin I was going to do it. And then, like, the next day we dove into it. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Bleach, I know I several. Has some fucking bangers, as far as music goes. I haven't watched like a whole lot of the series itself, but the music fucking smacks. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I have only watched I think like maybe the first episode, second episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I, only a handful of episodes, but um, yeah, it was it was fine. Yeah, I don't know, I I. I feel like um, what I what my knowledge of Bleach is in terms of like anime and of manga is that it is very very typical shonen mm-hmm. and like Ichigo as a character doesn't have anything special about him and he's basically just um, he's basically just Goku but like worse <laughs> like i i think that the 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 sort of riding around what, what you know what let's not even get into it because honestly this could be a whole fucking episode um, <laughs> like i, I don't like idea content idea for culture bob selects right <laughs> we yeah. talk shonen i don't hate bleach but uh it's um not one of my favorites but anyway yeah um uh, <clears throat> So, I watched a movie called Terrifier. Alright, so, um, this was uh, a movie that I ended up watching because there's a little movie out right now called Terrifier 2. (laughs) And uh, it's been getting all kinds of, I don't want to say buzz, but like it's been getting a lot of like, um, really, uh, 
like high praise because um, it's a ultra low budget movie that is doing incredibly well. Like it was made on two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and uh, right now is sitting at uh, like five point eight million, I think. So, yeah, but bunch bunch of uh, money going its way. Um, but, uh, that said, I had never seen the first one. Um, I had seen All Hallows Eve, um, which is where the character of Terrifier was first put into, like, quote-unquote movie format. But really, even that was, like, there were two, um, short films that had been made with the character of Art the Clown, and, um... Uh, those were repurposed in All Hallows Eve. Uh, like All Hallows Eve had a wraparound segment made for it, and like a middle segment to kind of bring it together in a almost like a like a creep show type uh, deal. And um, I don't know. I don't think that movie's very good. I kind of fucking hate it i i i really don't think that it is like good at at all um and i i think that the short films that are in it are a little frankly annoying um i i think that they're supposed to be scary and they're really fucking not um but so art the clown was uh put in that movie um and then he got his own movie called terrifier uh which is you know what i'm talking about now all right anyway so this movie is um very very mean-spirited um I, I don't know any other way to put it. It's a real throwback to uh, 80s horror in in that, like, it's built on a whole bunch of practical gore effects. It um, has a ton of blood. It doesn't have a whole lot of story to it. It's not something that is particularly, uh, like, going to knock your socks off or anything like that. I I have seen people say that this is like one of their favorite horror movies and I got to say I don't understand. Uh I I genuinely do not think that this movie is very good like at all. Um there is no story and there really is no characters to kind of grasp grasp onto and it just all it really wants to do is be a movie that like shows a ton of like gore and is brutal and like wants you to know that like this ain't your your father's horror movie, right? Like it's it's not your father's slasher. It doesn't have much of anything other than like really like I'll give it this. It has some really, really strong gore effects. I, I think that the the special effects in this movie are exceptional. Uh, I, I would 
put them amongst like the best probably ever made uh, in terms of practical horror effects. Like they are just visceral and very, very like ugly and and like they're not exactly. How do I want to put this? They're not exactly easy to watch. Um, there's one sequence in this that I don't want to... I'll, I'll tell you what happens, but I don't want to give away how it happens. Uh, a woman is cut completely in two. Like, just completely in two. And it is fucking, like, baffling to watch. Like, not and not necessarily in a good way. It's like, it's really fucking, like... Oh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Um, but like that is kind of what it comes down to, to for me is it like it wants to do that and it wants you to know that that's what it wants to do, but it doesn't want to do anything other than that. And that really, uh, I don't want to say rubs me the wrong way, but that's like, I don't want to necessarily just watch that. Like even, even the movies that you wouldn't necessarily think have, uh, meaning behind them end up like in a lot of ways having like um, uh, how, how do I want to put it having something to say even if, if people don't necessarily latch onto it this one I don't think has anything to say and that's not necessarily a bad thing but when nothing else is working, I don't think that that's a good look for you. Um, I don't know. I didn't outright hate this movie. Like, I didn't just think it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, but I also really, really do not recommend it. Dude, Dude, I saw the trailer for this, and the trailer to me looks stupid. Yeah. It just, I will say the clown thing looks kind of creepy. Like, I'd shit my fucking pants if I saw that coming towards me. But overall, it just seemed like terrible acting, too. Yeah, and, you know, the, I, I do want to say this. It was, this one in particular, Terrifier 1, was made on a budget of $100,000. The fact that that movie got made and put out for people to watch is fucking awesome that's amazing yeah. like i i want more movies like that i want m movies like this to be seen by a wide audience and i feel like a lot of the time horror is actually the only way that you get to do that um but like i don't know man like it's even at a hundred thousand dollars man the acting is bad in this it's almost like they spent all of their money on the on the effects and then they were like this is what people will care about and it's like i mean yeah maybe but <laughs> i don't know i can't hate on it because it is such low budget but like also like there needs to be something there yeah i don't know okay um man we're we're going terrible to terrible because <laughs> i finished the watcher and i i know i know i left off last week and i was 
I'm going to say I was unsure last week. I am quite sure now that this is probably my least favorite thing I've ever watched. Damn. Um, it's bad. Like, it's... <laughs> I just finished it last night, and it's a seven-episode series, and I'm, I'm going to tell you now, like, when I said it has Ryan Murphy's paw prints all over it, man... Like, now more than ever, I feel like he's just ruining shows. And, (laughs) like, this wasn't even a fun ride at any point of it. And I know The Watcher is, like, like based on a true story, and it's it's a real unsolved mystery. I get that. But you don't have to be confusing in your storytelling – to 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 make a good show i guess like he threw so many different story paths in this show in seven episodes and by the end of it it all feels like a colossal waste of time and it's like at one point i believe in the last episode there actually for a second looks like there could be a semblance of resolution and almost immediately it's taken as a fucking cop out. It felt like a waste of time. Every scene from start to finish of all seven episodes feels like a colossal waste of time by the end of it. It is unfortunately ridiculous at how bad it is. And some of the acting in the show towards the end, like, I don't know if they were going for like, like, awkward suspense or they were trying to be I guess like that midsummer level of creepy with some of the dialogue it just doesn't work like it's so bad characters feel pointless man some of the acting is fine some of the subject matter like politically that they take on is is good but overall I feel like I wasted Fuck it, like seven seven hours of my time. I mean, it, it's it's bad. Like I really wish I, but I couldn't stop watching because I was like, "There's no way it can get worse." And by the end of it, it was about as bad as it could possibly be. It's just don't waste your time. It's not good. <clears throat> Fucking and if dude, don't even watch Dahmer because there's no way it's as good as it, it, he's just he's done. He's done. He's cooked. Ryan, Oh, he's cooked, dude. It's such a bad show, man. And this isn't like one of those things where we're going to come back to it in a couple of years and everyone's going to be like, you know what? It was just misunderstood. No, it's fucking awful. Beautiful. I love that. That's one of my favorite things, actually. No, it's... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, you know... Go go from terrible to not terrible at all. Um, okay, good. So, I want to, I guess, preface what I'm about to say by saying this. Uh, I loved uh, Evil Dead um, back in the day. I thought it was a, a very, very fun um like horror i i thought it was a comedy because of how goofy it is i mean it, that was another ultra low budget like 
made on like $30,000 by some friends in a cabin somewhere. Uh, but like it was goofy and had a bunch of like 80 stuff in it, whatever. Anyway, I really liked the, uh, the, the first two movies in the series a lot. Um, and so when the, um, when the 2013 remake came out, I was, I was actually very excited for it because I, I genuinely really, really, really liked those movies, even if they were like not as serious and, you know, whatever as I would have liked them to be. Um, but with all that said, I was, you know, whatever, very excited. And, um, so, uh, I go to see that one at the midnight screening, uh, in April of 2013. And, I was honest to God, kind of blown away. I fucking love the 2013 remake of Evil Dead. I am going to say something that I think is very controversial for horror fans everywhere. I think that it's better than the originals. Uh, I I really fucking dig that movie. Um, so it's with that said that uh, I want to talk about. Fede Alvarez, who is the guy who directed the 2013 uh, reboot, remake, whatever, and also directed this movie. Um, I don't know what this guy has been doing for the past, uh, I I guess, five, six years at this point. Uh, But I need him to make more movies because... Don't Breathe is really, really fucking exceptionally well-made suspense. Um, Like, it has some sequences that I am honestly kind of fucking, like, baffled by in, in, in that, like, how did you get away with putting this on, on a fucking, like, movie screen? Like... It, it's that sort of like, oh, holy shit. Um, anyway, Don't Breathe is uh, a movie from 2016 about some people in Detroit who go to steal from a old uh, uh, blind man um, because he got a settlement of, I think it's like $500,000 or some shit um, for being a Vietnam War veteran or... No, that's not what he got the settlement for. The The settlement was for... Uh, he had a daughter who was killed. killed, um, And then the family of, of the driver who killed his daughter... Um, uh, he, They ended up paying out a settlement to him. Um, sorry, I stumbled through that. I was trying to figure out the way to... F- phrase it um so anyway uh so they find out that he has a settlement they they realize that like they're gonna get a a huge payday and they're doing this because they live in detroit and fucking life sucks living in detroit um there's no opportunity for upward mobility in the in the the fucking um economic climate uh there's no real options for work or anything like that like life just sucks for these people 
And so how they're going to get out is they're going to take this guy's money and they're going to move to California, the land of opportunity. And uh, as is befitting of a horror movie, uh, things do not go as planned. Um, I think that this movie has some of the most intense uh, sequences of any movie that I've watched uh, in a very, very long time. Um, there is a sequence, uh, there's a sequence in this that, like, I was kind of, like, I, it was, it was how I felt when I was watching Watcher, not The Watcher, but Watcher, um, where I was just kind of holding my breath the entire, t- like, entire way through the sequence i was like sure that i was gonna like fucking asphyxiate and you know obviously that didn't end up happening i'm here with this now but like it was one of those things that like i was like oh my god how am i still like able to watch this and not be dead because i can't fucking breathe um yeah, it. I don't know. It's intense. It's a very like suspenseful movie. There's a bunch of like, um, I I don't want to call them outright scares, but like there's a bunch of stuff that like I was just kind of like, oh my god, like, how am I watching this right now? Uh, I don't have many complaints about it to be honest with you, but like. The only the only real stuff that I think I probably could complain is about like stuff that has kind of become cliche in these types of movies, um, just uh, just moments that like you've seen them in other kind of like home invasion thrillers before, uh, so you know what's happening. There is subversion in that where like obviously the people who are being invaded in this movie are not the victims. Like they're the, the bad guy. Um, so there is like a little bit of subversion there, but it, it's still, there's enough going on here to outweigh any sort of like, um, I don't want to say unoriginality, but like, that's the best way I can describe it. It's like, Lack of originality, I guess, would maybe be the better phrase. Um, but yeah, I I fucking really like this, and I would really look, like for Fede Alvarez to make movies again because he's damn good at it. Like, how uh, not Halloween, but um, Evil Dead 2013 is one of the most brutal and I think uncompromising horror movies that I have maybe ever seen. Um, and this is a tense thriller that is just absolutely uncompromising in what it wants to do and what it wants to say. And I enjoyed that. I, I really want this man to make some more fucking movies. And he's young too, man. Like for only being 44, he could still have a huge career. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like Argent Argentinian, I think. So like, he, like he has 
I, I, I don't want to say that he's got that going for him, but like, I, I feel like a lot of like modern American horror directors are just kind of like going through the paces. There's a handful out there that aren't like, you know, obviously I think Jordan Peele is great. And, um, I mean, who's another one? There, there are several horror directors out there working right now. Yeah. That like I enjoy, but like, I don't know this, this guy has like a really different sensibility to him. We'll put it that way. And just so you don't start a civil war between countries, he he is Uruguayan. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> like the, the people at the who are about to start going into the World Cup started getting their blood pressure up. Right. <laughs> I, I knew he was from South America. I yeah, just, hey, I, it's literally a bordering country, so you were very close. Oh man, well Damn. that makes that makes me a racist asshole. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. All right, yeah, yeah, moving on, you know, to, to <laughs> other things, other racist uh, stuff, I yeah, guess. Nope. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, so last last year, I actually don't think we ended up doing anything for the holiday. But uh, I think it was like two, two years ago, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how time yeah. works. Uh, we did right. a little topic where <clears throat> we kind of, created our own horror games and i wanted to do something like that again where we kind of celebrate the holiday but like i wasn't sure if we could recreate that or whatever so i came up with a a list of of topics for us to kind of go over um and um one of them was that one of them was our scariest moments of gaming and another one was uh, horror franchises and and video games dedicated to those horror franchises. You know, ones we'd like to see, ones that, like, could come back to us, you know, things like that. And I left it up to our patrons to decide what it was that we were going to talk about today. So, if you would like to get in on that voting and, you know, things of that nature, you can go to patreon.com slash... Culture Bop, and, you know, you can toss us a pledge, and uh, you can potentially have your favorite topic um, discussed on the show. So, yep. Uh, So, I guess it's with that said that uh, I should, I guess, say what our actual topic is, because I've only uh, told you how we got here. But uh, our topic is, uh, obviously, I think... uh, the scariest moments in video games to us. Um, this is very subjective, so this is not going to be like a definitive list. Don't take it as such. Uh, but these are just uh, moments in gaming that have uh, have stuck with us that uh, we think are very, very scary. So uh, who, wants, who wants to start? I'll start us out. Okay. Mine are very um, indicative of... My childhood trauma. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no, it, it, it just in terms of a horror movie. I don't know if I've ever said this, but when I was 12, I think I was like 12 years old and I saw The Ring for the first time. It's one of the only movies that's ever made me cry. That like, I was fucking scary. Yes, I <laughs> have always had a fear of like 
creepy ghost girl type of things like the reading the grudge um or a little video game called fear oh, you guys ever heard fear, of that dude. Oh. <laughs> so this game i didn't even finish it <laughs> i was like this is enough for me and the scene that did it you're going through like it's some kind of room with a, a generator in it and you turn a corner and you see Alma's silhouette up against this white wall and this blinding light. And she just kind of creeps behind the generator. And then she drops down into like the shaft or something. It's, it's, it's like an opening in the floor and you drop down. And when you're looking down there, it's just you. it looks like she fell into like a lower area with some water in it. Once you actually jump into it, it's like the screen turns white. And the water turns to blood. There is some kind of crying in the background. And you have to wade through the blood to get to the other side of the hallway. And then when you get to the other side of the hallway, a skeleton comes up out of the blood, grabs you, white screen, new area. Now you're walking down this dark corridor and out of fucking nowhere, she comes crawling at you out of the mist. And it scared the shit out of me. I stopped playing. After that, I never went back to it. I turned it off, and I said, absolutely not. And I don't even think it's the scariest part in the game, to be quite honest with you. This is fear. Oh, okay, okay. So, it done, dude. Absolutely done. That was was the worst part for me. Mm. And both of the games that I'll talk about happen to deal with the creepy ghost girl situation. Fair enough. No. Yeah, I haven't played Fear in so long. I Yeah, it was a long time, like Xbox 360. Oh, no, I remember it on like the original Xbox. Maybe I'm was wrong. That what it was? First Encounter, so let me see. Maybe it was, dude. Maybe it's been that long. LOL, it was a fucking film, apparently. You want to tell me about that one? Oh, uh, <laughs> wait, hang on. Fear with Marky Mark? Holy shit, is that real? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Fear with, with uh, it's uh, Mark Wahlberg and uh, oh fuck, who was the girl in that? Uh, was it was it Drew Barrymore? Oh no. God. Did you just Google this? No, I didn't. Oh my god, what is, is this? Hold is on, it Fear. Drew Barrymore? No, Reese Witherspoon. That's who it was. Mark Wahlberg, Reese Witherspoon. When a 16-year-old Nicole Walker meets 23-year-old David McCall at a Seattle nightclub, she falls in love. Yep. I remember watching this movie as a child. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Moving on. Um, <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Fear came out in 05 for the PS3 and the 360. Really? Yeah. I swear to god I thought it was an original Xbox game. Maybe I just remember reading about it around the time that the original Maybe. Xbox. Maybe. Yeah, cuz it's it's early. Um, that being said, I didn't wind up playing it for a long time after that, probably in 09. And then when I played it, it was short lived. Mm. So okay. Fuck out of me. Yeah. I think that, I think that that's exactly what it was. So I'm looking at it right now. The, uh, October 18th, 2005 was the release date on windows and the Xbox 360 came out in November of 2005. So I, that's why I always connected it with the original Xbox. 
But damn, yeah, I guess you're right. That's fucking... Yeah, I remember playing one, two... Was... I can't remember if I played the third one or not. I never went back to play any of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, those those games are fucking cool, man. Like, well, they're scary. They're scary. Yeah, yeah. Like the first time you meet Alma, you again are you jump down into this area, and then all of a sudden it's a giant fiery explosion, and here comes this silhouette of a girl walking out of it, and then the hallway that you turn and try and run down completely gets engulfed in flames Mm -hmm. so you're forced to jump out of a window it's like scary as shit dude and of course it has some golden eye level graphics but it's still scary (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh lord that brought back some memories man yep uh austin yeah i'll go next (laughs) because i know mine's not very scary compared to what you're probably gonna say um because it's not well i don't know i get I don't think it's a scary game. I'm sure there's somebody out there that might just because of how grotesque most of the shit going on around you typically is. Uh, but this experience came from Fallout 3. Uh, I, it's, I've always talked about my love on Fallout uh, on the show, which, I don't know. I like bad games. What can I say? And uh, there is an area in Fallout 3 that I remember playing for the first time back in probably... It was either 8th grade or ninth grade, I don't remember. But I was just, you know, exploring the world, just kind of doing what I do. And I stumbled on this long underground corridor, and I'm like, oh, it's a little maze. There's probably something cool down here. Let me fuck around and find out. Yeah, I fucked around and found out, because when I went to the map, I saw what the location was called. And it was a Deathclaw Sanctuary, and there's about 20 of those motherfuckers down in that goddamn maze. And that, I don't, it's not anything crazy, I just remember that being scary as a bitch. That's like the worst part about those fucking games are fucking death claws, especially when you're fresh into a playthrough and you are very ill prepared for that shit. Mm. Yeah. Spooky. I think the scariest thing to me about Fallout, even playing it in the first place. <laughs> That's how I feel about Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers want us to not have <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Fucking Tani's gonna be like, I quit. I stopped listening. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Uh, cool. Yeah. I. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I kind of I understand what you're saying about people who you know might not find Fallout all that scary and stuff. But like, I don't know. I feel like the the post apocalyptic stuff really falls into horror terror territory very often. Oh, very quickly with some of the shit you see in that series. Yeah. Uh, All the grotesque, half-jawed people just walking around. Yeah. Um, okay, well, uh, I had I had so many that I wanted to <laughs> cram in here because I, I genuinely do really love fucking horror games, but I didn't know which ones to kind of go with. So... What I ended up doing was we ended up deciding that we wanted to do two a piece. Uh, so real quick, I just want to lay out some uh, some honorable mentions before I get into like my first pick. Uh, PT, all of it, yeah. e- everything about PT is fucking is terrifying. Um, just that. 
Um, I really think that a lot of the stuff with Mr. X in the Resident Evil 2 remake is very... I, I don't know if I would call it scary, but I would definitely call it tense. Uh, I was very on the edge of my seat, like fucking like blood pumping, trying to make sure that I got away from that motherfucker at every possible chance whenever I heard his fucking footsteps. Um, oh, God damn. I'm, the the beginning of Silent Hill 3 where you're in the carnival and there's the fucking, the weird rabbit that's like dead that's sitting there. Like, fuck. Nope. I don't like that. Um, pretty much anything in Dead Space. Uh, that first game is just a, a very much like PT. Very, very fucking scary all the way through. Um, yeah, th- there's, I mean, I could go on and on and on. But my number, or my, my first pick is from... Alien Isolation. Um, Alien Isolation, you don't actually meet the Xenomorph until I want to say Chapter 5. I could be wrong, but I think that that is the case. So, once you do, you get the little... um, If you're familiar with alien uh as like uh as the movie or whatever um there's a little uh like fuck what what, what do you want to call it like a like motion sensor almost uh where where there are moments where you see that the alien is like wherever you're pointing it at and then like you've got the little blip where you are and it just kind of pings out and you can see, you know, Hey, something's moving over here. Something's moving over here. So pretty soon, if not immediately after it might even be before I haven't played this game in so long. Um, you meet the alien, you have that thing, right? And the entire fucking (laughs) just, series of events that will happen while you are roaming around trying to complete objectives and then this thing will just suddenly pop up on your fucking radar out of nowhere and you have to figure out what the fuck you're going to do about it and there's this one moment in particular that I remember so so distinctly I don't remember what chapter it's in but there's an area where you have to go into this uh, almost like um, ship bay, and there are a bunch of other humans there. And one of the things that you can do is lure the alien out to take care of these people. I did that. And then I went back into this little side area, and I, I stayed there, and I sat down, and I was waiting for it to clear, and I thought that it cleared. My little thing wasn't blinking anymore. All of the enemies were dead. I was like, okay, I can go to my next objective or whatever. I get out of... I, I think I was like maybe hiding in a locker or something like that. And I start moving towards my objective. And then my little sensor starts going off. And I was like, oh, fuck. And there were some grates in the floor that you could crawl through. 
And you could potentially use those to get to the other side of the room and stuff like that. So I was like, that's what I'll do. Just call, crawl through the grates and fuck it. I'll, I'll, I'll make this work. So I'm crawling, I'm crawling, I'm crawling. My sensor stops going off again. And I was like, oh, okay. Maybe it climbed up and out of the way, whatever. I get out of the grates. I start going towards my objective again. And then I hear the sound behind me of it oh, snarling. No, 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 and no. I lost my shit. I started running as fast as I fucking could. And then it cuts into the animation where the xenomorph spins you around and its tail fucking jabs into you. And like, it's one of the, like, I, I, I don't get scared. I, I, like, I don't. This is one of the most, like, horrified I've ever been playing a video game, ever. It is stuck out so clearly in my fucking mind. I, every interaction with the alien in Alien Isolation is exactly like that, too. Like, you can hop into a locker and you're like, it didn't see me, it didn't see me, it's walking around, it's... It knows that I'm here, but it, it can't find me. I'm in a locker. And then it fucking turns towards the locker and it'll go after your ass. And, like, I just... It's one of the most intense video games I've ever played in my entire life. Not about that. I have it downloaded, too, and I just refuse. <laughs> I love it. I, I think it's fucking wonderful. Um... So, mine goes back to Creepy Ghost Girl. Um, and it's so, and it's, it's a game that has so much more ahead of it in terms of fear. But it's from Resident Evil 7. And it's at the very fucking beginning of the game when Mia starts going psycho. And you have to go back down the basement steps. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Josh, when I tell you (laughs) that when I saw that the basement steps were pitch black and I knew that I couldn't progress without having to go down there, it was was literally like torture because I didn't want to, but I had to do it. And I... The second I started taking steps and I heard her little heavy breathing down there (laughs) and I knew she was coming... It was the worst feeling. And then when I actually fucking see her and it looks exactly like the ring, the chick uh-huh. from the ring. Oh, my God. And she's wet. And then all of a sudden, screen goes black. She's up in your face, grabs you, and she's making the most ungodly noise, dude. And her neck twitches. And then she just fucking throws you. It's the worst. It, it set the tone for as far as I made it in the game. <laughs> um, scared the shit out of me, man. I It's genu- genuinely one of the m- most horrifying experiences I've had. Damn. Yeah. The the opening to that game... Really, um, almost all of Resident Evil 7 is, is scary on some sort of level. Like, I couldn't do it. I made it ten minutes in. <laughs> There's a sequence um, later in the game. I I can't remember if this is a sequence where where you're playing in one of the videotapes or if it is um, 
where you're where you're Ethan. But there there is a a sequence in the game where you are crawling underneath the house and the old woman <laughs> is like popping into the 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 area from up top like she's like reaching her hand down and shit no. it's really fucking scary oh yeah <laughs> the whole goddamn game is scary dude even the chase with uh jack and oh the yeah yeah dude the entire dude. first like I don't know, probably hour or so until you find the the quote unquote safe room. Um is real fucking scary, man. I I I yeah. fucking love Resident Evil 7. I I think that, that that game's fucking rad. It's genuine horror, man. Like and it it took like not turns, but it did things that I didn't expect like when she's crawling up the staircase and she throws you my head went to, okay, she's not going to be there when I stand up and turn around. No, when I stand up and turn around and my head kind of bobs and weaves, the first thing I see because my head's looking down are her fucking feet. She's standing right in front of me. <laughs> it's, oh my God, man. It just sends chills down my spines. I said spines like I had plural. I don't. It's just the one are I promise. Are you sure? He said three. Yeah. <laughs> I have four spines, actually. They're just all lined yep. up together inside his body. That's why I'm so tall. That explains it. They're just stacked on top of one another. <laughs> yeah. Just adds the extra length. I am the Wendigo. Oh, Lord. <laughs> That's scary. Uh, that all right. Ustin. Um, yes. Uh, another game that's probably not supposed to be scary, but scared the shit out of me uh, that I actually played around the same time was uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. And I... The game kind of sets the tone. I mean, you're literally in, in a fucking psych ward with uh, a bunch of crazy escaped convicts. Uh, but what get, got me through most throughout the entire game was all of the fucking scarecrow sequences in that mm -hmm. game. Because they did exactly what they were meant to do, and that's just scare the living shit out of you. Uh, the first two aren't super bad, and they're not nothing you know challenging or difficult. You can get through them relatively easy. But it's the third one that fucks me up every single time. Uh, I, I remember back in the day when it happened, I, I thought something was wrong with my console. I thought, or, or the game, I was freaking out because I just got in that game. And uh, basically when you get to the third Scarecrow encounter, you're walking down a big jail hall. And the entire game begins to glitch out and just uh, lag. And it's a bunch of weird sound and visual delays. And then it's like the game does like a hard reset on itself except everything's different where instead of batman taking joker down through arkham it's joker taking batman in a straight jacket and sling to a table down through arkham and um it, it was it was real spooky all the scarecrow sequences in that game are fucking terrifying yeah they are um and they like i said they do exactly what they're what scarecrow was meant to do he's meant to just scare the living shit out of you and he fucking does it or did it yeah, for me. it was genuinely a terrifying and Oh my god, fucking man bat, dude. Oh. Yeah, I don't like the man bat sequence in Arkham Knight. Not one bit. I know it's coming every time. I still don't like it. And I don't like that they tried to recreate it like 10 hours in the game later in the same <laughs> fucking spot. It's just Joker this time. Like, wow. He okay. got me. Really had to get that second one in before I finished this fucking playthrough, huh? <laughs> yep. You gotta do it, man. If you, if you don't, how are you gonna be spooked? That is true. 
That is true. <laughs> uh, okay, so my last one. Um, boy. Uh, I, again, I had a real fucking h- tough time deciding on what route I wanted to take. Um, but I think I went with something that I have thought about relatively regularly ever since the game came out. Uh, and I am going to pick the entire house, uh, Benev- Benevento, Beneviento, yeah. uh, sequence from Resident Evil 8. I genuinely think that that sequence is fucking scary as hell. Um, in, in multiple ways. It's not just that it has this, like, scary, like, uh, fucking weird baby fucking weird gross fucking i don't even know what the hell you would call it but like it's got some of the grossest fucking horror that you can possibly have and it's related to like motherhood and that alone is like fucking horrifying but like you know commentary on on these things aside like that sequence is really just fucking frightening as all hell and on top of that you've got a whole bunch of like little like jump scare or at like at the very least i would call them suspense moments where you'll have like lights go out while you're actively working on on getting like uh the objective you know taken care of or like I'm trying to think of like what all happens, but like there will be little things where like it's subtle. It's, it's very like, it's not in your face, bombastic jump scare. Like it's, it's just, okay, this is a thing that happened. Like this is scary. Okay. Now move on, move on. And then when you start to move on, it's, it's again, very like, Oh no! This isn't particularly scary, but just just keep going. You you'll be fine. You got this. And then and then the next thing you know, it's like, oh, sh- I'm shitting my pants. And I don't know. I I fucking thought that like pretty much everything in the sequence was fucking brilliant. But then it ends with like a like a <laughs> you're fighting basically like the puppet master puppets like you just you're sitting there and you're getting fucking like murked by these little like marionette puppets and it's all fucking like just it's so scary man i i i really don't know any other way to describe it other than that like the entire sequence leading up to it is scary also it's like fog filled and like you're seeing shit that's not there i don't know it's good shit I really liked it, and it's one of the better horror moments in in recent memory to me. What kills me is that as soon as Resident Evil 8 came out, I bought the double pack on Steam that gave me 7 and 8, and then I was like, this will give me encouragement to go and beat 7 so I can play 8, because I was really excited for it, and I wanted to be able to have that on my list last year. No, there's no way. I am fucking spooked, man. I don't like... (laughs) I got some anxiety. It scares the shit out of me every time I go back to play it. It's a 
spooky yeah. ass game. But... Eight eight turns into a little bit more of like an action game, and it's it's a little bit more fun than seven. I think seven is a genuinely scary from fucking front to back game. Uh, yeah. Eight, I I don't think that it is completely an action game like a lot of people claim that it is but the scares in it are a little bit fewer and far in between i think personally um so you you might could have a better time playing that one than than seven but well fuck man it's just i gotta i gotta work up to it (laughs) (laughs) excuse me um one of the ones that uh, I didn't mention, and I'm sure people are going to fucking just <sighs> crucify me if I don't mention it before I leave, uh, is Silent Hill 2. Um, that game's fucking absolutely terrifying from like beginning to end, but there is a sequence at the very beginning of the game where um, you are... Uh, you you find out that there are ways to know that there are monsters around you, and when you figure that out, it is just fucking terrifying. Like, the, basically how it works is there's a little radio that you get near the beginning of the game, and static will start playing whenever there are enemies around, and whenever that thing started going off, I, keep in mind this is 2001, so I'm 10 at this point. Like, no, that's not right. I would, I don't even know how goddamn old I am. <laughs> Tell me to shut the fuck up. Anyway, like at this point, I'm still very young. So like, I'm walking around. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. This is this is all fine and dandy. This is we're good. We're good. Gucci. And then like next thing I know it's just oh, no. There there are all kinds of fucking enemies around me. It's real scary. So, I don't know. Uh I just I felt like I needed to mention Silent Hill 2 because I've mentioned that game like a billion times on the show before and people would be like, "You didn't put that on your list?" So, I don't know. <laughs> there are, there are scarier moments in that game, but that's that's one that I I remember really distinctly and it's, stands out to me. It's just when you first get that fucking radio and it starts going off, man. Oh, yeah. Fuck all those games that both of you talked about. I'm good. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, motherfucker. <laughs> uh. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. So. Uh. I guess instead of talking about spooky games now, let's let's talk about games we've been playing. Uh, I, I've been playing spooky games. <laughs> have you? Uh, I haven't, I, I have one game that I'm going to talk about because I, I was like, I want to play something else, but yeah, it's, it's pretty much just been dead by daylight. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but, uh, but you've got some stuff. So, so tell me, tell me about that. Tell me about the stuff that you've been playing. Oh, I don't have anything. Oh, okay. Austin, tell me about That's tell true. me about the stuff you've been playing. I do have stuff. Uh, I have been playing Gotham Knights. Uh, despite reading all those terrible, terrible reviews. And honestly, 
I don't think it's that bad. Um, the so to start it off to get the biggest complaint out of the way. Uh, yeah, the I didn't. I felt like I didn't notice it so much at first, but I felt like the more I played it, the more it, it was very apparent. Um, I don't understand why this game was locked to 30 frames per second on next-gen consoles. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. They said, oh, it's because the world is so detailed. No, it's not. This is the most bland, generic city that I've ever seen in my entire fucking life in a superhero game. They're, like Arkham City had more detail and, and character than any portion of Gotham does in this game. It literally just looks like a black city. That's it. There's nothing uh, else yeah, crazy that going level on of around detail, you. super black. And I, and then they said, "Oh, well, it, it's to make op, it's to make multiplayer, uh, to better optimize multiplayer." Okay, no, I, I just, I highly fucking doubt that. All of this just screams, "Hey, we were too lazy to optimize this for next gen consoles, despite canceling it for last gen consoles. So we're just gonna keep it locked at thirty, and you guys can just say fuck it." Um, there's nothing about this that, that makes that decision make sense. And I think that that really, really fucking hurts this game. Um, I've heard it's a much, it's a much better looking experience on PC cause you can kind of fuck around with it as opposed to consoles. You kind of just can't. Um, but as far as like story and gameplay, like it's, it's actually, I mean, it redeems itself. It's actually kind of fun. I like the whole the more of the detective side approach you basically uh during the day you're in the belfry collecting all the crew all the clues and and uh hints that you've picked up wandering around the streets at night uh to go after all of the all of these major super criminals and then at nighttime you actually get to go patrol the town and when you can find random crimes that will just pop up and appear next to you and you can interrogate informants and get information that lead to bigger uh, like premeditated crimes and then that'll lead you down the track to finding these bigger supervillains. Um, I'm not super far in the story. I have just gotten to where the Court of Owls was introduced. And it, it's not really selling it. Like, this is supposed to be this shadowy secret organization that has ruled Gotham from behind the curtains for centuries. And this game is doing a very bad job at making them feel intimidating in the fucking slightest. Um... I don't know. I, I'm going to keep playing it until it's finished. Uh, but I don't... I mean, it's it's definitely not going very high in our end-of-the-year discussion. Um, I, another big thing that really doesn't fucking make sense about this game is they... So as far as, uh, like, character abilities and stuff, like, you would think that that would all be separate from each other anyway, and you would have to grind up these characters each on their own. That's fine, but then when you try to implement the whole, oh, you can switch characters on the fly, well, why the fuck would I want to do that when I've already put 20 levels into Nightwing and unlocked all these abilities just to have to start completely over with another character? And to me, Nightwing is honestly the only character in this game that feels good to play as. Uh, granted, I haven't put as much time in Batgirl. Robin just... I. He just feels flimsy and Red Hood just feels very like slow and, and laggy and it's just it's not a good time. Um, so I don't really understand that aspect, but uh, I don't know. I'm going to keep playing it. It's a Batman game. It's I've always wanted a 
uh, an Arkham-style, like, solo Nightwing game, I always felt like that would have been really fucking cool. And if I just ignore that these other three characters are there, that's kind of what I have. So, fuck it. Yeah. We'll see how it ends, I guess. Fuck it. <clears throat> I think I'm about... I think I'm technically right at, like, the halfway point throughout the story, so I should be done by next week. Okay. So, does it... Um, I, I genuinely had, I, I think maybe passing interest in it when it first got mm-hmm. announced. But as soon as like they started showing trailers and stuff for, it, I kind of was like, okay, this looks like ass. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know, uh, anything about it pretty much from any sort of like gameplay perspective or anything like that. Does it play anything mm-hmm. like the old Arkham games? Like, does it play like, um, it feels it feels like a weird hybrid between the Arkham combat system and the combat system that's used in Marvel's Avengers, if that okay. makes sense. Does it... Uh, it feels like a weird, like, mesh of the two. Okay, okay. Is it open world the way that, like, the city and yes. night were? Okay. Yeah, it's complete open world. Interesting. Which, the, the world is huge, which kind of makes traveling a pain in the fucking ass, because the only fast travel point you have on the entire map that I've personally unlocked anyway is the fucking Belfry, which is in, like, the dead center of the fucking city. So if you have to go anywhere else, bro, you're fucking walking. Um, you do have the Bat Cycle, and I... When I first saw trailers of the Bat Cycle, I was like, wow, that looks fucking terrible. How did that get worse than the Batmobile? Like, how did how did they go backwards from that? But then I got to, you know, this isn't technically an Arkham game and it's not developed by Rocksteady, so it's like, whatever. Um, I get why the Bat Cycle physics are as weird as they are because they're, like, this This isn't a dead city. Like, there are, there are policemen and there are civilians, like, walking the streets at night. So, like, they kind of made the bat cycle feel like you're going faster than you actually really are Hmm. um but they i I imagine they do that so you're not losing control and swerving off the sidewalk and mowing down a crowd of fucking civilians you know what i mean i imagine that that was the point of that but then even when you unlock the ability to glide which by the way is like an hour grind per fucking character just to do that it's kind of crazy that Batgirl being the only one with a cape kit doesn't just immediately have access to doing that. Um, you have to unlock it through a skill tree. And even then, it's such like... I, I swear you glide straight for all of two seconds before you just involuntarily dip straight down. So just kind of zip lining through the city is kind of the quickest way to get around. And it kind of makes mobility a pain in the ass. Mm. Okay. And does, uh, do each of, each of the characters have their own individual, like, um, not abilities, because I, I think obviously they have their own abilities, but like, does their progression system work uh, similarly to how the progression system worked in Arkham Knight, where like, they all have their own individual, like, trees and stuff that you Yeah, fill out? they all have their own trees, and then as you level up you get points to add into those specific trees um what what makes i don't for whatever fucking reason all of the points that you get to add into the skill tree are actually shared across all four characters okay but it'll just be 
I don't I don't know if the level is specifically shared through all four characters. I haven't really paid too much attention. I do know that all the gear you craft as far as like costumes and uh, melee and ranged weapons it is shared between all four characters. Okay. So like you don't have to you don't have to grind to craft the same suit four fucking times. Oh, that's it good. It is just spread across. Yeah, so that makes the grind not as bad, but then you still have to get the extra points to um, dump into everybody's progression tree individually. Okay, okay. Interesting. It's a very confusing game mechanic. I don't... There's a lot of weird choices in this game that I'm not quite sure I fully understand. Yeah, maybe the developers didn't fully understand either. It doesn't seem like they did, I'm not gonna lie. I am kind of excited to see what Rocksteady manages to do with that Suicide Squad game. Yeah. I would definitely be super into that. Yeah, I I do want to see how that plays out. I am going to be honest with you, I am scared because I don't want another game that just is a Batman game with a different skin. Um, Yeah, with a different set of characters. Yeah, Yeah, I I do Mm. not want that at all. But, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. Um, I will say the opening cinematic for this game was really fucking neat. You get treated to this nice uh, cinematic of uh, uh, Rachel Ghoul invading the Batcave and ooh. having this all-out fight with Batman, and it's kind of a cool little. He it kind of gets to the point where Batman's like, "All right, can't beat you, so I'm just gonna blow all this shit up, and we're just gonna go out together, big dog." <laughs> he said, "Well, can't beat him, join him." Which is kind of crazy, because, like, I don't I don't know, I'm not super, super well-versed in uh, comic lore anymore. Uh, I, can that even kill Raish in the first place? I, I, I don't, don't know, think I think so, he's right? uh, supposed to be invincible, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I, I would think. Uh, who, who the fuck knows? Weird. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... Also, Talia Al Ghul's not hot in this one, so kind of oh, down. Kind of a downgrade. Oh, she was hot in Arkham City. I actually, so since you just you brought that up, I, I actually do have a question. So, does this not follow the storyline of of the Arkham games? No, this is completely huh. for whatever fucking reason. This is a completely separate timeline from the Arkham. Game. Boy, that's real fucking disappointing to hear. Doesn't make sense, does it? Yeah, that... Not even kind of. From what they've said, uh, Suicide Squad is uh, based in the same universe as the Arkham titles. Okay. That could be fun, but... Yeah, it could be. That doesn't mean it will be. Yeah. Oh, well. But it certainly has potential. That comes out next year, right? Uh, That's what they keep saying. We'll see. Because I, I, it was supposed to come out this year, too, and then it got delayed, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, crazy. And that's probably... I, yeah, now that you're, we're talking about this, I do kind of wonder if maybe there was some sort of, um, like... I don't want to say, like, poaching of things, but, like, having a set of DC characters that are, um, like... You know, they all have their own different abilities and they're all doing, you know, whatever stuff. Like, I I wonder if they knew what Rocksteady was doing and they were like, okay, this is what they're doing, this is what we got to do, let's copy it. And they just kind of threw this together. (laughs) 
I mean, that's totally possible. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Weird dev choices. Weird, weird dev choices. I just... Because they could have followed straight from Arkham Knight and had a much better story. And I just... I don't... That doesn't make sense to me at all. Yeah. I... To be honest with you, man, I thought that they were going to make a fucking Batman Beyond game after they dropped off Arkham Knight. Because that's what it seemed like to me. From what? uh, There's been a lot of, like, I guess... There's been a lot of, like, rumors and leaks about that. I know that we we do more or less know, I think, now uh, that after Arkham Knight, a Batman Beyond game featuring Damian Wayne as... Uh, this universe's, you know, version of Batman Beyond was definitely in the works, but I think got scrapped for whatever reason. I hope they didn't scrap it to make this fucking goddamn game. <laughs> Honestly, I do think it was actually supposed to be uh, Warner Brothers Montreal that was supposed to be the head of it. So that 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 is unfortunate. Because <sighs> that would have been so much cooler. Yeah. We deserve a Batman Beyond game. Fuck, we deserve a Batman Beyond movie. Agreed. It's such an underrated series that I feel like does not get the appreciation that it deserves. Yep. Batman Beyond was fucking incredible. Agreed. Uh, whatever. All right. Um, cool. Well, uh, I mean, I already said it earlier. Mostly, what I've been doing is just playing the playing Dead by Daylight. the The new Rift is out, and so. That's got my attention. Um, but uh, today I was looking to to play something different. Uh, just I don't want to say I got tired of Dead by Daylight, but I was I was looking for something new. And uh, I was browsing through Game Pass, and I was like, Oh, you know what? I haven't played an MLB game in quite a long time. That that could be fun. Let me let me download the show and play that. Like I wouldn't hate playing that um and uh so i haven't played one since i think like 2016 or 2017 um i'm maybe maybe played the 2018 version i don't know i don't know um either way uh this is a series that i've enjoyed for a while like i i always really enjoy the the games but um i just don't have the time to devote to them anymore and they're very similar to um madden for me where i will play uh well i i used to play season on season on season in madden but i don't really do that anymore um uh but that said um I booted it up and I was like, I'm going to check this out. I'm going to, you know, whatever. And the first thing that I noticed, uh, was that it had a metric ton. Like, I mean, a metric ton of fucking, um, tutorials, uh, at the very beginning of the game. And like, I know that they've opened it up to Xbox and I know that like there's more stuff going on now and it's probably, uh, how do I want to put this? It's probably got 
gotten more things added to it since I played last, but I don't know that it necessarily needed that level of um, tutorialization at the very beginning. Like, you probably need some so new players can get set up to everything, but, like, this thing was like, hey, this menu does this, and this menu does this. Oh, and did you know? And, like, all of this stuff all the way out at the very beginning, and I was just like, what is... What's going on here? Like, I I just don't remember ever having this level of, uh, like... I don't know what I would want to call it, really. Infantilization? <laughs> like, I, the game's not hard to pick up and play. It's very easy to pick up and play, I think. Hence my, you know, picking it up and playing <laughs> for the first time in, in years. But, like, for whatever reason, it was just, like, tutorial after tutorial after tutorial. Like, right out the fucking gate. And, like, that really rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, they have added a bunch of features, uh, well, not necessarily features, but they have added a bunch of, um, new kind of ways to play, at least from the last time that I was playing it. Uh, they've added stuff like a whole new pitching system involving like the analog stick and, um, like that was pretty cool to, to find out about and, and to kind of like see if I could put in practice. Uh, I cannot. So there's that. Um, I'm very bad at pitching in this game, at least when I'm not using the sort of old school method of, of playing. Um, uh, the They changed how you can hit the ball as well. Um, so there's new, there's new mechanics in there, uh, but it's nothing like just blow you away this is brand fucking new oh my god type stuff it's more like here are new options uh and ways to play which is cool i like i think that that's uh i think that that's fun um i don't know that i feel like these games are worth the $70 anymore though. Uh now I played it on Game Pass so it was wasn't like I spent like mad money trying to, you know, get this thing set up and everything. But I I I do think that there is something to be said about how um like how we view value in the modern world and I, I don't hate sports games and I don't think that necessarily every sports game needs to become a live service game that needs like to get paid off with a uh with a you know battle pass and things of that nature but I I do think that the days of games like this being worth $70 for me to put into uh or or not even just me but like just people in general um, I think that those days are over, uh, at least in my opinion, because I, I personally could not see spending any more than maybe 40 bucks on this game. If I'm being honest, um, I just, 
I do not think that this game is is worth more than that. Um, the The new modes are fun. Um, I I kind of like the way that they've updated some of how some of their game modes work. Like uh, used to when you were playing like a um, when you were doing like Road to the Show or whatever, they would have you if you're playing a position, like you play that position. So if you needed to go after a ball and catch it and, and blah, 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 that's what you did. And you don't necessarily have to do that anymore. You can automate that stuff, which is great because then it leaves you with just needing to either hit or pitch or, you know, if you're a pitcher, both. Um, yeah. Uh, it's not a bad game. Uh, and it's definitely not a bad sports title. I think it's pretty damn good. It just, it, the value just is not there anymore. Uh, in, in my opinion, I, I don't know when I would feel okay with dropping $70 on this game. I like, I, I just don't know when I would find that that's an acceptable price point for me to be playing for MLB the show. Um, again, I'm not saying it's bad, but, but I am saying that it's something that I don't know that I would necessarily recommend people do. I don't know. Just my two cents. Well, neat. Yep. 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 It's good stuff. Luckily, I play FIFA every year, and it's completely different every year. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Completely different. Every yeah. single one. Yep. Yep. I swear to God, at least two new ball designs, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. You're ridiculous. Cool. Well, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's get to our picks of the week, and we can get out of here. Yes, sir. All right, so... Or POWs. Uh, POWs, that's... Okay. All right. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to be recommended recommending one specific... Uh, um, one specific... Uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Pick. Um, video. Okay. I'm not going to do one specific video. I'm just going to recommend this channel that I stumbled across. Uh, it's uh, on YouTube. It's Brian Lagerstrom. Uh, he is a cooking channel, uh, very similar to uh, Binging with Babish, uh, except uh, this guy, you know, Binging with Babish has the sort of like, here is... Uh, pop culture food that we're going to recreate and then maybe make better and, you know, stuff like that. Um, he also has a series of videos called basics with Babish, where he teaches you, you know, how to make, um, what am I trying to say? Like basic recipes. Um, and this Brian Lagerstrom fella is basically that where he, he just is kind of like a recipe channel. But I tried out um, his... I'm looking for it right now. I'm trying to find the specific one that I used. I tried out his garlic bread recipe. And uh, I made some homemade pasta. And when I say homemade pasta, I bought noodles from a store and then made my own sauce. 
so not really homemade pasta, but still. Um, and the uh, the garlic bread recipe that I got from him was real fucking good. Um, so, you know, I was, I don't know. Anyway, uh, he's got a nice kind of like um, uh, flow to his videos. His voice is pretty nice and, and he breaks down what he's doing relatively um, thoroughly. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I like his channel. So you should go, uh, go check it out. It, especially if you like cooking. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, that sounds super good. I'm going to have to look that shit up. Uh, <clears throat> my pick of the week this week is a metalcore band from Florida called Elon Vital. Uh, they got kind of popular a couple years ago because they had a video go viral of a uh, cover they did of Simple and Clean uh, from the Kingdom Hearts Ooh. series. And they do a couple of Kingdom Hearts covers. Uh, I think they also covered the intro to uh, Tokyo Ghoul. That was fucking awesome. Uh, but they're super, super good. They're, the covers they did of the Kingdom Hearts series are incredible. I think they did uh, they did Simple and Clean Sanctuary from Kingdom Hearts 2, and then they did Don't Think Twice from Kingdom Hearts 3. All three of them were fucking wonderful, and then their original music is just as good, if not fucking better. Hell yeah. Now, uh, um, I just, for my own edification... Um, the simple and clean is the one that's like, when you walk away. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right. Correct. Cool. 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 Just wanted to make sure that I was, had the right frame of reference. I love that song. So iconic. Cool. Uh, for me, I got a singular song. It's by a band named dope who I think is criminally underrated. They're a new metal band and it's a cover on you spin me round. <laughs> Did Ooh. you say new metal or did, like new metal? No. In you. <sighs> okay. Yep. It's criminally underrated, Josh. Uh, there is no such thing as criminally underrated new metal. It is. New metal still alive and well. I just want you to know that. Shout out Tony, shout out Jeff. Respect on hood. Um well, that's a that's a phrase that is never going to be uttered on this show again. Uh, and if it it's gonna be bellowed on hood, mother. I'm joking. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. He said no. Let's get out of here. I'm channeling my inner Jeff. I feel like I could defend in a court right now. <laughs> Look at this flexing this foot. Ready? Mm. I don't think he's an actual lawyer. So. Uh... I think he is. No, he is. He definitely. Okay. Is. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad that 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 was cleared up. Uh, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> All right. You can also find him on Feet Finder, I think. Too. Okay. Yes, you can. As yep. always, he you can find us on social media for name all. Is CR toes. Please never ever say that again. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh my god. Fucking ridiculous. I love that. Oh shit. <laughs> Fucking killing me. All right. You know, with a name that good, I hope he does actually have a feet fucker. <laughs> why, why do you guys do this to me? I mean, that's almost Holy as good as shit. Big Papa Fuck. That's honestly. a million dollar. <laughs> million dollar idea right there. All right. Um, <laughs> fucking Christ on a fucking cross, man. 
All right. Um, I can't even. I can't even read this. I'm so just <laughs> flabbergasted. Can't believe you guys said that out loud in front of God and everyone. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. As always, you can find us on social media for all things Culture Bop, Hunting Pixels, and the Culture Bop family of content. Culture Bop <laughs> is available on Twitter at Culture underscore Bop and on the YouTube uh, <laughs> at YouTube.com slash C slash Culture Bop. Uh, real quick uh, update on uh, some things uh, in regards to the channel. Um <sighs> I had planned on releasing my horror video this week, uh, potentially even today. And uh, I was editing things, and there was some footage that uh, I had shot that I just was not very happy with. And so I went to go reshoot it. And uh, I, like an idiot, did not have my uh, camera focused. And so I lost about two hours, two and a half hours worth of footage. Uh, because I am what you would call a uh, fucking moron. So uh, that's a thing. And uh, so don't expect that horror video out um, in the near future anymore. I, unfortunately, that is just not going to work out. So, you know... Uh, I'll have something soon, I hope. We'll just, we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I am available on Twitter at the Bebopman182, on Instagram at Bebopman182, and on Twitch. Uh, streamed last week. Going to try to stream again soon. Um, that's at the underscore Bebopman. Uh, you can find Dylan on Twitter at OmDizzyTV, on Instagram at OutdoorPokemon. Okay, real okay. quick. This is my new hobby. Okay. <laughs> this is what I followed you with earlier, Josh. You probably thought it was spam. Surprise, it was me, Chuck Testa. Who the right? fuck is Chuck Testa? Uh, Google it. It's actually if you if you are genuinely serious, I do want you to YouTube that later uh, tonight. Just tell me is it something that I'm going to hate? The silence means yes. I don't <laughs> have an answer okay. for that to be quite honest with you um so I, I i started by saying this is a project it's not a project because that would involve some kind of commitment this is now a hobby um sabrina and i if you guys didn't know which i feel like i should talk about more honestly we're huge pokemon fans and no way yeah it's crazy i'll talk about that with you specifically on a maybe a special one day austin it's it's wild how far back oh, that goes man. but Interesting. um yep oh, i know you're a big fan too josh gigantic we just, fan. we just don't get around to it yep huge um we have a lot of pokemon collectibles and by collectibles i mean probably mm, i'm going to say between th- mm, 30 and 50 plushies i don't know how many yeah, we have a lot. I'm gonna. I'm, we're gonna cap it at thirty because I feel like fifteen a piece is probably accurate. Um, so what we did today, we were actually gonna go driving uh, up in the mountains and just have a have kind of a day with it. And on the way out, she actually found in a store the other day her favorite Pokemon is Turtwig, and she f- just happened to find one sitting on a shelf. Like that's 
we have never seen like we see a lot of the newer Pokemon, but Turtwigs from fucking Diamond and Pearl. Um, so she snatched it up, bought it, added to the collection. That's actually Turtwig number two, but this will be the one that you know goes places, I guess. <laughs> um, so I said, "Fuck it." We were going to the mountains today. I grabbed uh, one of the other ones, and we took him up to the mountains, and we actually kind of created these. I guess situations where they were kind of in adequate scenery for a picture. Like it kind of made sense. They were two grass type Pokemons and we had them out in the middle of the mountains in the autumn wilderness essentially. And we kind of created this really cool uh, photo session. And we discovered that we kind of really like doing that. And I made a whole entire <coughs> page for it because I go hiking a lot. It's autumn and winter and that means i'm going to be outdoors every single week so i'm going to kind of like i said we have a ton of uh, plushies we have different kinds of pokemon and stuff like that so we're gonna by we it's it's a lot of me she was sitting there and being my uh coordinator she'd move the plushies and stuff like that but um I don't know. It's it's a it's a really fun hobby we're doing right now. We we we've already gotten like 10 different ones planned out. So, like I said, hobby, not a project. But go follow that. That's that's actually something that I am working on. Go follow that, support it. Follow the dream. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Awesome. Uh well, you're also available on Twitch at @omdizzy and on YouTube at @omdizzy. Yeah. Um Austin He's on everything at Big Papa Place. Just follow him. That's just that's where he's at. He doesn't do anything on any of them. He hates social media. <laughs> uh, he actively rails against social media. Claims it's uh, the work it's of the true. devil. Um, I only use it to fight with strangers on Facebook about points that I don't even actually support. It's true. That is a real life thing that he he does. It's fun. Um, <laughs> I just be saying bullshit. I don't even agree with half don't of the things I say anymore. Don't even fucking agree with it. Um, yeah. Well. Uh, anyway, go follow him on all the stuff uh, at at Big Papa Place. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then finally, you know, I said it before. I'll I'll, I'll say it again. Uh, if you like what we're doing here, uh, and you wanna you wanna support us, you wanna make make more stuff happen. You wanna you wanna hear us do more. In, important and uh and and different things uh then uh you know go to patreon.com slash culture consider tossing us pledge got a got a lot of stuff going on there it's pretty cool uh, oh, and yeah. uh we we appreciate all the support we get uh including from our uh current patrons uh justin nosferatu ruiz tani the lost boys Solman. Uh, Jeffrey Maximum Overdrive. Why is that so fitting? Uh, uh, <laughs> Blake the Thing Graham. Uh, Gilbert Jeepers Creepers Kitchens. Um, Sean Blair Witch Project O'Keefe Jr. Bren Beetlejuice Woodham. Dylan the Shining Martin. And Austin Orphan. Stephen so weird i don't know why it was that yeah one. strange strange how that one worked out huh christ Pain. such an <laughs> asshole oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway um yeah g- consider doing that consider being part of uh 
company of, of those those good fellows and 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 what not um yeah i think i mean i think that's it i think that's the end of our show uh i think so yeah so until next time goodbye Thank you.